You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Maggie Bertrand, and today I'm joined by Sarah McLean. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Maggie. How's it going? Good. Ready to talk session two, unit 22? Yeah, I'm excited. Let's get started. All right. So today we are discussing Jesus healed and forgave. And like I said earlier, it's unit 22, session two. So our big idea for this session is that we learned last week that Jesus has all power and authority over creation. Just by speaking, he was able to calm the wind and the waves. Jesus is the creator who spoke all of the world into existence. So of course, creation will obey him. Today, we will learn about another miracle Jesus did and how this miracle also proves Jesus is God. So Sarah, can you share the Christ connection with us? Sure. So for this session, the Christ connection is the man who was paralyzed needed to be healed. Jesus did something even greater. Jesus forgave his sin, and then he healed the man. Because Jesus is God, he has the power and authority to heal and forgive. Jesus forgives everyone who trusts in him. Awesome. So we are going to take a few minutes and just run through some activities that you may want to think about beforehand or activities that we have some suggestions on on how to use them within your group. So I will start with younger preschool. There's an activity called Thread Cereal on Spaghetti. And if you choose to do this activity, just make sure that you use the regular thick spaghetti noodles, not like the angel hair or the really skinny ones, because the thin ones will break. And these should also be uncooked because it would be very difficult to thread cereal on cooked noodles. Unless your younger preschoolers are very advanced, then yeah, go for it. But <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that. I feel like I know, my fingers would think... be like slipping. Because <laughs> yeah, like noodles that are wet are slippery. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't think it's a skill I have, but I guess I've never tried it. So yeah. maybe maybe this <laughs> afternoon. All right. And then for older preschoolers, there's an activity called prepare a snack. And to save time, you could think about pre-assembling the graham cracker houses by hot gluing them together before the kids arrive. And if you do this, make sure that they know not to eat them because of the hot glue. And then another option is to offer the small empty milk cartons or a small square cardboard gift boxes. And the preschoolers could use those to support as they build around their house. So the foundation, if you will, for their graham cracker house. Sarah, what are some of the activities for kids? So for younger kids, there's an activity called Lower Down. And this is sort of a simulation activity. But this activity could be performed as a large group demonstration by preparing a large rectangular piece of cardboard with string tied through each corner and then loading objects on the cardboard. Leaders of kids could then lower the cardboard down from a table to demonstrate how the man in the story was lowered through the roof. So kind of giving a nice little visual picture for what this might have Yeah, that's a like. great idea. And then for older kids, there's an activity called a greater need. And this activity requires the use of a black light. However, sometimes it can be hard or expensive to find black lights. So if the black lights are hard to come by, leaders could simply leave that part of the activity out and focus on how the obstacle course shows us that sin not only affects the physical world around us, but also how sin entangles us. We could point out the need for forgiveness of sin through Jesus and how we are set free from sin's entanglement. And then for kids worship, there's an activity called Name That Book. 
this is an additional activity. And during this game, it might be helpful to have Bibles close by so kids can refer to the table of contents to help jog their memory of those Bible book names. All right. So as we finish up, Sarah, what's something that is exciting to you about this session? So I think something that kind of just stands out is that we live in a world where we see the immediate effects of sin on our bodies or in creation. And so with this story, we see this man who's paralyzed. There's this consequence of kind of living in a fallen world. And kids see that too. You know, they see someone get sick or they fall down and scrape their knee. Or it could even be a relational effect of sin's consequence where someone is not kind to them. And then also we kind of see how our own hearts are corrupted by sin as well, how we make mistakes, how we do things that are not according to God's good commands. So I love how this session points to the truth that the remedy for sin is Jesus, whether it's just a simple consequence of living in a fallen world or it's something that's within our own hearts. The answer for both is Jesus. And we all need to be reminded that Jesus is working to make right what sin has made wrong. Jesus recognized and addressed the brokenness of sin throughout his time on earth. And this is why he came, right? He came to dwell among us, to live with us so that he could make right what sin had made wrong. And so we can help kids be encouraged to trust that Jesus will one day put an end to sin and death forever, that these consequences that sin bears on us will not always be the case, and that Jesus is the only answer to live with him and be saved from sin and death. So good. That'll preach. (laughs) As I was reading through this story, I noticed, I think probably for the first time, I noticed the order that Jesus does the two miracles and the order in which they take place. Jesus forgives the man's sins first, and then he physically heals him. And I think sometimes we can look at the physical healings that Jesus did and see them as more flashy or more exciting or or more fun to teach about, maybe. But the reality is that everyone who has chosen to follow Jesus has experienced the greatest miracle of all, and that's total forgiveness of sin and a restored relationship with God. And so I think that when we look at the order that Jesus chose to do these miracles, I think that that's a really good reminder for us. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids in preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.